did I tell you? Yo, I probably never told you this story. Like how I went ring shopping with this guy. I was only dating for like, like two weeks. Hey guys, welcome to Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your host Amanda, and today I have another episode and. I don't even know what this episode is about. And I have someone here that's going to explain to you what this episode is about because it was his idea. So go ahead, somebody. Somebody. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Hello. So um, so this is Josh, Amanda's best friend, and Boo. <laughs> um, Stop. <laughs> so I, I hit up Amanda and I was like, hey, listen, I have an idea for an episode. And I was like, rather than you have a topic that we talk about all the time, Let's have a freestyle episode where we kind of talk about everything, right? It's not directed. It's not, there's no outline. She doesn't have questions. So just kind of have like a fun conversation, uh, obviously, within the, you know, within the lines of, you know, Christianity. Um, this is still, you know, Confessions of a Christian Chick. So, again, we're just going to kind of have a conversation about everything. So, I, so long I think story short, long story short, this could either go either really good or really bad. Cause I don't think it's gonna go bad. What you don't feel like you have anything to say? No, I because I just don't know like where are we gonna go? Because you know, the conversations that we have on the phone, like just regular, kind of be like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, whatever. But Dude. before we even get <laughs> what I'm, I was going to say something. Act like it's just you and I on the phone. How about well, that? it is just you and I on the phone. but that, And that's the problem. It's just you and I on the phone. Well, <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. But I guarantee you we're going to be fine. All right. Yeah, Sounds so it's, like, it's a lot of things to talk about. It's a lot of things to talk about. All right. So before we before we even start talking about that, I just want to like check in with my listeners. I do want to give a shout out to the listeners because um, I've been seeing like, you know, a lot of listens from different countries and different states. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody out there for tuning in. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. So, so yeah, so we're going to get into this episode. Josh, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's February. February is almost over, and I'm feeling some type of way because January dragged, but now February wasted no time. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of talked about it. We're like, after like January, that's it. It kind of just falls from there. Yeah. And I then know. I'm 30 years old. You're turning 30 this year? I'm turning 30 this year. I'm going to do a big photo shoot. I'm ready. Wait, you're going to take a picture? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> that's the whole point. Yes, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna Yo, take Josh. Oh my, Josh does not take pictures, guys. Like I don't take he, pictures because I'm not photogenic. I just don't like taking pictures. But like, how do you know you're not photogenic? Did someone tell you, or that's just how you feel? That's just how I feel. I just like you know. I I feel like when I look at him, I'm like, ah, oh, he's so cute. And when I take a picture, I'm like, why did I make my face like that? I don't know. I, I and then when people tell me to smile, I don't know how to smile in pictures because it's weird asking me to smile. I don't feel like it's candid. I don't feel like it's legit. I don't feel like it's genuine. So it's like weird asking me to smile. If you watch Friends. And you would know what I'm talking about because Chandler tried to do the same thing. But eh. 
I don't watch Friends, but just put a filter on it. Like, you know. First of all, I am not putting a filter on no picture. I'm a man. (laughs) All right? (laughs) You get what you get. (laughs) There's no filters going on. All right. Well, you're turning 30 this year. I think it's time that you get married. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I'm just going to say it. There we go. Actually, there we, look at you bringing topic number one into the in, into the into the chat already. All right, let's talk about marriage. You think I'm ready to get married? Why? Because of my age? Is that what you think? I'm not saying because of your age, but I'm saying there comes a time in a man's life where he has to like just get. I'm not saying that you're irresponsible, but I feel like you need to tap into that next step of like responsibility. And it's not that you don't have enough money. It's not that you don't have a relationship with Christ. Um, I genuinely just believe it's just you being picky. So that's why I'm saying it. All right. So marriage, right? So here's the thing. So I think about four years ago, I met this, this pastor, this woman of God who was talking to me and we talk about like our relationships and blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, she said, Josh, when I look at you, you don't seem like the type of guy that can marry just any woman. You need mm-hmm. to be able to marry a kind of woman who's able to like support what you carry inside of you um, and is going to be able to support you. So now she's put a bunch of pressure on me because now it's led to the point of every time I date somebody, I look past the physical or even our connection and try to figure out if this is the kind of woman that I know can handle what I carry and if she can support it, right? Because that's Which no you should to... be doing anyway, though. Right. But again, it's now it's broken down into, like, I, I need to, like, focus a little bit more and, you know, take a little bit more time to make sure. Because, you know, the devil could wrap something up and call it Nikki and send it to you. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm Nikki just saying. Nikki's ex girlfriend for people that are confused. Just imagine Nikki stumbles up on this page and one day she's listening to Confessional Christian Chick and she's like, whoa. Hey, girl. Hey, Nikki Boo. Whoa. Let's not do that. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I am, you know, I am looking, um, but I just need to make sure it's the right person. Um, but Josh, do you think that, hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off because I get what you're saying, right? But do you think that people that are getting married, you think they're marrying the wrong person? Of course, everyone wants to marry that best person for them that aligns with their purpose. So I don't understand why you're trying to make it seem like, oh, there's no girl out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just impossible. Nah, I think if that was the case, you probably would be married too by now, obviously. Whoa, whoa, because... whoa. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't bring yeah, me uh, into this. <laughs> I'm just saying. because that's, Wait, that's I would the... be married by now because what? Because it's not just about, like, thinking there's the right person out there for you. There's probably been guys that have been good for you. Of um, course but, they have but, been. And you still messed up that relationship. <gasps> but <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Shots fired. I will hang up on you right Shots now. Shots fired. The point All is, right, hold on. The point I'm, is, I, I get what you're saying, right? Of course, there are many people that are single. They could be married. It's not like they're single because, oh, there's nobody out there. Of course, like, most of the people that I know that are single could be married, myself included. But I'm just agreeing with your point that, of course, you're trying to find that person that is going to, you know, 
align with your purpose and be the is more than the physical, more than you know the chemistry. Exactly. So all I'm trying to say is you're not the only one that's out there trying to get that or do that. Right, and you know, and in the right time, that person will come. And one of the things that I always ask God is like, if I'm not ready for that person, don't bring them now. Because even with me, I still need to align with certain things. I still need to be able to look past certain things. Um, and I still need to train myself or educate myself in all certain things about marriage before I go ahead and do it. Um, love is not enough to keep a relationship. We all know that. Um, and I'm reading a book right now, rereading actually a book called Emotional Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anybody that's going to get married or just looking into that, that's that's big. Um, you also want to be able to follow, like, the way it was done in the Bible and learn how to love the way God, like, you know what I mean, the way God loves. Right. So, and, and that's not easy. Like, you, you know, you can't do that. So you want to work on yourself because I don't think anybody wants to get married just to get a divorce five years later because you guys can understand yourself. It's just communication stuff. Um, and other than also going to church, I've been thinking about actually seeing a therapist um, just to kind of like make sure that my mental state is aligned. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. For real. I get what you're saying. And um, trust me, like, of course, I understand that marriage is not a decision and you just like go into it blindly and you do have to prepare yourself like anything in life that you want to succeed at you have to prepare yourself so I'm not against preparing yourself like I've been you know I took a marriage course at one of the churches out here like I've done stuff like that and I'm still doing stuff like that but what I am saying is and what I do feel for you personally like because I feel like I know you I do feel like I don't want to air you out, though. That's the thing. So how do I... Because no, you know what I mean? I don't know what, I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to listen. Trying, you might I, have the wrong impression. I might. I, do, I might. I might. I just feel like you... I feel like you think that you have to achieve some sense of... Or, like, some level of perfection, which you cannot. Like, there are certain things that you're not going to learn until you get married. You're not going to learn about yourself until you get married. So, I do think, yes, it's important to work on yourself. But I I feel like you're just like, oh, I have to do this, 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 this. And some of that stuff is like, those doors won't even be unlocked until you get married. So, I just feel like you need to find the balance, you know, between becoming a better you and also becoming a better you in marriage yeah as much as i understand that um part of like me going to marriage i've always said is like financial stability is huge so like owning my own business and working on that right now and setting it up only reason is like i said just coming from like my background i've always wanted to be the provider for my family for my wife again yes we we know episode two exactly we she can work if she wants to but i'm taking care of all her bills yes i said it everything it's on me right um and those are some of the things that i definitely want to be able to establish i don't want my wife to come to a situation where she has to struggle with me now i get it and i respect it because i don't i genuinely look at men that are and i don't say this like to insult anyone but i do feel like if you're at a point women too i feel like every person should be able to financially take care of themselves before they get married men and women alike because you don't want to bring anybody else into the struggle like just handle that 
before you even worry about another person. But I, so I agree. So continue. Yeah. So that actually brings me to number two. So, and this is for you. Would you marry an unemployed guy? No. Oh, okay. Wait, hold up, Amanda. Break it down. All right. So because it's not about the money, right? It's about you know if he. What's not God, about the money? What's not, not about the about money? money. Oh, okay. Not about money, right? Ooh, it's not I about said that. I'm Did asking. That? No, I'm, hey, your listeners are here. I'm just asking. Is, so, is money important right. to you? Money, of course, money is important to me. And marriage, most of the, what what is the statistic? Like fifty percent of divorces are based on financial um you know reasons so and that's for christian marriages and you know secular marriages money is important because for me all right i must speak for myself personally and I, everything i say i want people to take it with a grain of salt like i'm not bashing anyone and i'm not trying to like you know big up myself i can take care of myself financially already and take care of my um, son financially already right so when i get married to a man i'm not marrying him because you know i need a savior you know i'm not like a damsel in distress like oh i need someone to you know help me you know i'm good so if i'm marrying you it's because number one you know i see the purpose i see the plan i see all of that but that doesn't mean i'm still gonna marry someone that is not working because there comes, there's going to come a point in my life, and I'm saying this now for the future husband out there, when I have more kids, I don't want to have to leave my baby six weeks after, you know, I give birth and go back to work. So I want my husband to be in a position that is like, yes, I can take care of myself, but I want to be able to stay home a little bit longer. So can he support the family? If I'm the one supporting the family, how is that going to be able to ever happen? And then I just feel like as a man, like you should want to make sure your family's good. Everything I'm doing is going to be to support you as the man, but I don't think I should be the primary source of uh, income in the household. Yes. Um, you know, God forbid, you know, business is a little tight or God forbid there's layoffs at your job. Of course, I'm going to step in and be the helper God has created me to be, but I'm not going to be uh, the sole provider. And that's why if a man isn't working, I feel like I would rather him, you know, put that energy into bettering himself financially before he approaches me because, you know, I ain't trying to take on no more kids. Like, I already got a baby and I can't. So I, I I get I get what you're saying, but okay. So let me paint a scenario for you, right? So you've been dating Buddy for two years. Let's call him Sam. I don't know if you know any Sam. That might actually be the name of your husband, and I just prophesied that. But anyway, oh boy, keep going. <laughs> Anyways, so let's say you've been dating Sam for two years. He had a job, right? Two years. And, yeah. Two so let's years say before. one year. Oh Lord, have mercy. All right, <laughs> one year. All right. So let's say you've been dating Sam for one year, right? Mm-hmm. And Four months before he proposes to you, he lost his job. Now, that's mm-hmm. not saying that he's not going to get another job, but he lost his job, and he's been unable to find un- uh, find employment ever since then. Mm-hmm. But he proposes to you within that time. Mm-hmm. What's going to be your answer? I'm going to still say yes. Come on, Josh. You, you right. made it seem like dude is just sitting home every single day, day in, day out, like, no, that's a different story. He came up on hard times. And especially, like, I would, by then, I would know the type of um, education he has. I would know his potential. I would know that this is just a season, right? So it's not like, 
there's a difference between being unemployed and just being lazy. Like, th- there's a difference between that. So I'm not the kind of person like, oh, well, you lost your job. Like, no way. Like, no, come on. All right. So, all right. There you go. You answered tough number, tough question number one. Tough question number two, you say yes. <laughs> and now you guys are planning for the wedding, mm-hmm. right? And he doesn't have anything in his savings to help out. Are you putting money down? Here's the thing. I'm not a fool. And I think that I'm pretty uh, fin- business and financially savvy. I'm going to be like, babe, right now we don't need to have a big wedding. We can go to the little courthouse, get the little okay. certificate. Okay. When we come back up, then we could do a wedding. Why would we be putting money into a wedding when you don't have money into your savings? Like, no, that, we need to get the sense. priorities straight. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. So there's other ways around it. If we want to get married that bad, like, yeah, we'll just go go to the court. I, I agree with you. All right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, because, you know, when you when you be saying like, oh, you, you want to be able to, you know, take care of your wife, take care of your family. Like, I respect it. A lot of people don't have that same mentality now we're in a mentality of 50 50 or um whoever makes the most money exactly huh so i yeah so i don't for me i feel like every household does have to do what works best for them but i do feel like and i and i'm an advocate for this women themselves they need to you know step your game and make sure you have money in your account because everything that you're looking for in a man i think that you should be able to match it like you know, if you want a man that's educated, you need to have some type of education, stuff like that. But um, I do think, as the man, you should be m- more responsible, and you should be able so, to go down the, the fort. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I think back then, even, like, before now, like, men used to take pride in, like, taking care of their wives. And mm-hmm. that, and for mm-hmm. me, that's what's important. Like, I, I tell my, my boys this all the time, and they're like, oh, you are crazy. I'm like, I want to spoil my wife. I want people to say she's spoiled. Mm. Like, I really want people to be like, she, he, like, whatever she wants, he doesn't play about it. Like, she is spoiled. I, for me, that's a pride thing, right? Because my dad was never able to do that to my mother. So me, like, maybe it's deep-rooted for me, right, mm-hmm. why I want to. Um, but I also just follow the principles, like, you know, in the Bible, all of the men, all of the great men took care of their wives. Uh, says some few who had some, you know, some right. side chicks here and there. But again, most of them. But okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they're, they're little side chicks. But the point is, they always took care of their family. So for me, that's very important for me. Um, and I think we we're also in a society now where like everybody, like even women, are being are being judged by financial standards. So I have a friend of mine who's currently dating this girl, and his dad is a believer, he's a believer, they're all believers or whatever, but he constantly calls this girl a bum and tells my boy and says, you you know, you can't marry her because she's not on your level. And it's mm. starting to get to him and he's like, oh, you know, and I'm like, first of all, like, Marcus, like, what, like, what do you mean? Like, she's not on your level. What, like, what, what are you expecting from her? He's like, well, she, you know, she doesn't make this certain amount of money that I do and she can't help out. And that's where we have a disagreement, right? Because for me, I'm like, she's going to be your wife, which he, he wants her to be, she doesn't need to because that's your job. You provide and you protect. Hmm. I mean, I I understand that, but you, and I'm, I'm speaking from a woman, I also feel like you don't want to marry a liability. I feel like 
she has to bring something to the table. If it's not financial, cool, but there do there does have to be other things that she's bringing to the table. And I just feel like that's any like no one should be out here just like being a liability to another person. Like every person needs to step their game up. That's why for me, like I can't stand seeing females that like don't have things going on for themselves just because I'm like you are created, you know, you were created for more than this. And it's not just about money. Like, what else can you do? Can you go back to school? Can you start a business? Can you do exactly. something? Right. So, I mean, if she's not making as much money, that cool. Maybe she's in school. Maybe, you know, she's starting her business. You know, everybody knows when you're starting a business in the beginning. It's pretty rough. So, you got to take everything into consideration. You could, like, you know, if you're working at Burger King, but you're in college, then it's like, oh, okay. But, but if it's just, like, you're content just doing the minimum, that's where the problem is for me. So I feel like for a man, you don't have to be making, you know, 200K. If you have a job and you're still trying to work on other things, I'm going to respect it because I feel like everybody starts from somewhere. But I just don't like when there's no ambition or just like you're just content. But okay, that's I, just, I, that's me. I, I agree with you. I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think I think you're right. I mean, you and I kind of have the same views. Like I said, I think a woman who um, loves you, um, even if you are going to provide for anything, she's going to step up. Like, babe, actually, you know what? I got this this month. Or, you know, I'm going to take your this. You don't have to. You know what I mean? And right. It's not like she's forced. So, again, I yeah. get it. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And even if you're not paying, like, sis, the savings better be on fleek because all that money that you're getting, where is it going? You know what I mean? Like, so this just has to be a healthy balance. Um, but, hey, both, so you asked the question. What? Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. So you asked that question, so I'm going to flip it back on you. So, God for, well, I'm a, so you're dating this girl, and God forbid, like, you lose your job. Will you still propose? Like, when you, you plan to propose, you planned to propose. Like, this was something you planned, and then you lost your job four months before it. No. I will not. So you because. will just keep the girl tied down, and she'll just no, be there, like, one year, two years? No, I think it's a communication thing. Like, babe, you know, I know we have plans of getting married. I no, but she's it. not gonna. You're not. Come on, like the proposal would have been a surprise. You so you're gonna tell your girl you're gonna propose right, no, no, before no, no. you but do that's it. What I'm saying. I know we plan on getting married. That's not saying I, you know, I was gonna propose to you July 12, 19. You know, no. Like I, I did have you just to say understand. your birthday again? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so against, funny. Just against people who want to send me like a little, a little cash app on my birthday. Like, Yo, can you show. shut up and stop soliciting from my listeners? Dude, <laughs> trying to show some love. Hashtag with dollar sign. Anyway, the whole point is, I'm definitely just gonna let it know ahead of time. Like, hey, listen, I have plans on doing this, but I think I definitely want to push it back. Yeah, man. And I think, listen, if you're in a real relationship, honestly. Are you really surprised that you're getting proposed to at the same time? You you kind of know. I don't nah, think I want to be surprised because oh, I want to be surprised. Like, I am not playing. If I have a hint that you're going to propose, <laughs> I will be like... <laughs> yeah, have somebody do something, man, jumping up the Eiffel Tower just to surprise you. First of all, <laughs> I, I, I get it. It's like, okay, but again, so... He needs to know your ring, your ring size, right? He it's a seven. Know. I'm saying it now, so you better be listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not is, that, is that normal? Like seven sounds big. Is it? 
don't know, bro. <laughs> no, I have you fingers. Might have little, uh, you might have little giant fingers. Like, ooh. Nah, it's, it's like a six and a half or seven. But, I mean, we could... I No, because I used to have a friend that used to work at a rings, at a jewelry store, and I would always go in there and try on, like, engagement rings and oh, stuff. So I believe it's a seven. Gosh. Yes, right, I need to well, know how it... Come on. Well, I like okay, the oval so, shape. Let's say he's not listening to this. He's going to definitely... Oh, you was about to say what type of ring you like? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what if he gets you a ring that you don't like? <sighs> That's so toughy. And, and this is the reason why, like, your man needs to be friends with your best friend. Because your best friend knows what you like. So, like, he needs to be able to hit up your best friend on the low. Like, hey, your best friend's name is Sade? Is that, no? No? No, Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer. Oh, my bad. We did a whole episode together. My, like, what are you thinking? Amanda, you post like five different girls all the time. I don't know what you're Oh, you lying, Josh. <laughs> I literally do not post anyone, though. That's the crazy thing. There's like, uh, okay, whatever. Jennifer. So, I, Jennifer underscore 1992. Did I get it right? <laughs> Did I get it right? Why are you saying that? No, it's, it's Jen or something. Like, it's uh, underscore Jen. Whatever, Jennifer is Jennifer. Everybody knows this. Close enough, close enough. That's just to let you know that I'm in tune. Close enough, all right? So it's about hitting up Jen and, you know, take, you know, letting her know, like, hey, I, I plan on doing this with, uh, with Amanda, you know, like, what's up? What do you think she likes? And then, you know, your, your man and your best friend could go ring shopping together. There you go. Did I tell you? Yo, I probably never told you this story, like, how I went ring shopping with this guy. I was only dating for, like, like two weeks. Was that fine? I asked Scarlett to move in with me after one week. So move in. Oh, you was living in sin, boo boo. Then, 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 before Christ, BC, <laughs> <laughs> BC. Come on, you know, you know. Okay, if you say so. Scarlet was 2016. Stop playing. I wish you would stop name dropping. No, that's my thing. Oh, you know, you have this thing where you say, I talk about Scarlet every time we have a conversation. No, it's oh, not Scarlet. It's Nikki. And you you did bring her up. And that was only like probably like four minutes into the episode. You already maybe, said her name. It, so it's maybe, crazy. I'm not over, maybe I'm not over it then. Maybe you should go do deliverance. Yeah, it's been in the works. You actually need to want to be delivered for it to work. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what were we even talking about at this you point? You asked me the question, um, and I said no, because I would not, and I would push it back until I was financially stable um, before I proposed to her. But proposing and getting married is different, though. You, you. So why, why not propose still? It's not like you gotta go. What's the get point married of rushing? I don't want to. It's don't not rushing. Those... You were already planning to propose. I don't want to be one of those people. No, I don't want to be one of those people who proposes and then we wait like a year to do the wedding. First of all, like no, my my wedding night needs to come soon. If you know what they I do. mean. Like, all right, yeah. we don't want to hear about that. I'm just saying, kicking everybody out at the reception. Go to your house, especially Nigerian people. Be trying to hang hang around you after, like, no, like, bye. 
like, and my parents are not staying in the house. Because you know how, like, Nigerian weddings, like, after the wedding, all your family members come back to the house. Are you guys kidding? No. No. The I, I, couple I, goes <laughs> to a hotel, John. What are you talking about? Oh, what well, what African <laughs> weddings do you go to that people I'm, just go home after the wedding? That's so I, weird. I've, I've been to, like, two where, like, all, like, and especially my cousin, um, my sister, everybody went back, like, and then they went on, on the honeymoon. But that night, it was like everybody was so tired they went back to the house. Nah, that's wild. I've never heard of that in my life. Like I know that because most of the time, you know, the um, because I was in a wedding before, so the the couple they already had like a room before, not together, but like the bridal suite and then like the groomsmen. So after the wedding, the wedding was in the reception of that hotel, so they just like stayed in the hotel and everyone left. Like oh, who's okay. just gonna yeah. go randomly home? Like hey, we just got married, but yet yeah, we're just. Home, just... Well, that's the point. I'm kicking everybody out. Waited right, this well, long you... for me and my boo. Well, I mean, it's not going to make no difference. You've already been waiting however long you've been waiting, so you can it wait one more night. It does make a difference. It does make a difference because this is the night that God intended whatever that is for. Like, this, this today's the day. <laughs> We're not playing games. All right, well, Josh's future boo, if you're listening. A future boo probably on here, too. Else not. So, first, you're soliciting money from my followers. Now you're thinking that your future wife is listening. What do I get for, for this? Nothing. You get to come to the wedding. <laughs> and by the way, just so you know, I'm having a three-day wedding. The first, the Friday, is going to be... The traditional wedding, Nigerian style, Sun, uh, Saturday is going to be our little church wedding. And then on Sunday, it's going to be the wedding for the younger folks, right? We're going to have it on a yacht. It's going to be all white, little party. That's what's going to happen. Just so you know. So which to night do y'all kick everybody out? Is it the Friday, the Saturday, this or the Sunday? Friday, traditional marriage <laughs> council. That does not count. <laughs> traditional marriage does not count. Pause the podcast. Really? I'm not pausing it. Like tra- traditional marriage, are you going before God? No, you're just going before your parent. You're going before each other's parents. Then let's keep the tradition. <laughs> let's put the tradition on the next day. So we start. We start at white wedding first, and then we. You know what I mean? We move into traditional. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. The Come next on. Listen, I mean, I'm not joking, and I'm not ashamed because, again, I'm not living in sin. It's, I'm, hey. All right, all right, let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit before we get a little bit crazy. I was also going to talk to you. I I recently saw you post. So you go to um, Mike Todd. You you watch his like his churches, like his service, his sermons, whatever it is. Yeah. He's a great man of God. Um, uh-huh. He's one of the ones that I listen to. Um, I listen to him, um, but not him. So I've been seeing a lot of people also do the same thing online. They've been posting, like, you know, churches and sermons that they go to. And uh-huh. one thing that I realized from all of these posts, I, I see a lot of motivational speeches. And I can't help but think that that's what's been going on with churches now. I see a lot more motivational speakers than pastors. I see a lot more people who are not able to teach the word, um, but promise certain things that God, you know, God has laid out for you without being able to give you the steps or the right things to do 
in order for you to be able to attain those things or in order for those things to work, you know, for you. So I just, I guess I just kind of want to know your thought on that because even at my church at Wealth Nation in Atlanta, we was, we started going that route. And like the last Sunday when I was preaching, I was like, hold up, we got to stop because I need to be able to make sure that everybody's growing spiritually, right? Because life in itself is spiritual. So I'm not here to just tell you, Oh God, whatever God got for you is coming and everybody starts screaming like, yeah, like, no, Uh no, because even the Bible says like the Bible is like a double edged sword. So like when I'm talking to you and I'm telling you like real things, you should really be sitting back thinking about how you want to fix certain things or it should really be getting to you. Everything I say should not be something where you yelling, oh my God, yes, take Uh pastor, preach. And I feel like that's what I've noticed with a lot of churches, a lot of motivational teachings and speeches and just get people riled up but really leaving them emptied like without the word in them or without any spiritual growth but i just kind of want to get your point on that all right so first i'll start with like the first um point that you made if you're if you're judging it based off the clips that you're seeing on instagram i know for me personally when i'm watching these um sermons I am only posting, you know, those parts that get you riled up, right? Like, I'll literally, I'll rewind and post that part. So I can't speak for everyone else, but I know, like, that's what I'm doing when I'm posting, you know, clips of sermons. But there have been times where I post things where it's, like, you know, spiritual. It just depends on how I'm feeling at that time. I think, personally, um, the culture that we're in right now, and I was having a conversation with um, some guy that I met, like, he's, like, an older guy, and he was just saying, like, how everything is, like, you know, non-denominational now, and, like, the kids that are growing up now, everything is just so, like, you know, want to get pumped up and things like that. One thing I know, as long as um, a pastor... As long as he's basing everything that he teaches from the word of God, he's not like adding his own two cents into there. I think I don't really see any problem with it. I know that there are going to be times where some of the sermons are going to be more motivational. Some of the sermons are going to be really in-depth and spiritual. So, and I think that there's no problem with when, when there's a balance, right? Because... I'd rather people be in the church and learning and having the Holy Spirit work in their hearts than them be at a motivational conference where there is no reference to the Bible and no reference to the Word of God. But that's just like the first point that I want to make. Second point is, I think maybe we as individuals sometimes, I don't know, like like we kind of get wrapped up in... Because you're saying this, you're saying that you see this in like the younger pastors. Is this something that you're noticing in, you know, our grandfathers, our African uncles that are pastors, or is this just no. something that you're noticing in like the trendier culture? Yeah, in the trendier culture, which is yeah, with the trendier culture, because like for me, right, I see it in a sense of people still leave church not doing what God wants them to do. Right. Wait, but how can you how can you judge that though? Because like in what way? Because of friends that you know, with with people that I associate with, like friends of mine, and I tell them like, you know, what church do you go to? And I really try my best, you know, especially for me, I wouldn't even say I'm a pastor, just someone that teaches the word and try to listen and you know get input from other people. And when I go, I realize that I'm not filled with anything except for you know, promises, like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, the enemy wants you to be down, but he knows you're going to... 
But then there are definitely levels and there are things that are so much deeper than that as to why people go through certain things. Like, even when you want to invite people into your church and you want them, because you don't want people to just come to church just to hear the word. You want to make sure that they keep on growing spiritually. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of it, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm just coming just for you to rile me up and then I leave and I end up going back and falling into sin and doing things I was doing, only for me to come back next week, Sunday, and then hear the word again and be like, oh, yes, I got it. And then go back. and I'm not growing spiritually. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not really learning anything. So when... I look at things like generational curses and patterns and, you know, certain things that they don't tell people about. They don't teach them how to break away from these things. It's so much just focused on, you know, these motivational speeches again. And that's what gets the crowd. That's what the crowd goes to. Right. That, that, for me, that's just what I see. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. OK, so for me personally, I can't say that I really see that. I see for the church I go to, I do feel like. Um, all areas are tapped, you know, like we do speak on some, sometimes it is motivational. Sometimes it is, you know, like you said, breaking general curses, um, generational curses, um, you know, spiritual warfare, things like that. So I think there is a healthy balance in the church that I attend. Um, I think for the trendier pastors and the trendier churches, I feel like we see, sometimes you can see the whole sermon, but I, I do think that these pastors are um, speaking on those topics. That's for what I see. Like, you have a different experience than me. But for me, I do think that, um, I don't think that, there, I honestly don't see anything wrong. I know that there are other things to be preached about, but I feel like we also, as Christians and believers, we need to apply ourselves. And there's a part that we need to do on our own. Like, the Bible tells us we have to work our own salvation with fear and trembling. Like, we can't, not to say you can't rely on your pastor or you can't, uh, get this from your pastor, but we also do need to step as step up as individuals and take that responsibility. Like, I, no matter what my pastor is preaching on Sunday, if he is preaching about spiritual warfare, is he if he is preaching about that, if I come home Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, and I never open my Bible or I never kneel down to pray, that's my responsibility. Like, he can't do that for me. He can't be here every day with me. You know, I have to tap into the Holy Spirit. So I have a part that I have to do too. And I feel like sometimes we put too much... Um, uh, I don't know, we rely too much on the pastor. Um, although he is there to lead the church the best way he can, but I do feel like we, there's a part that we have to do too. So if you feel like you're doing your, all your, all your part and you know, you're in your word every day and you're praying and you're studying and you're doing all this and you still, you still feel like you're not being poured into, um, on Sundays, then maybe that's a time where you have to find like maybe a different church or whatever it may be. But but I don't know. There's a part that everyone has to play. And until you play your part, and I'm not saying you, Josh, I'm just saying like, uh, you know, people, until you do that, then I don't think you can blame anybody else or like, you know, you do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. <clears throat> so pretty much. So you saying you don't see the same way I do then. Yeah, I don't see it as of now. Like, and I think that's because of the church I go to. Um, when I watch, you know, the online services, um, I do feel, you know, feel not only just with motivation, I feel like, but I do feel like the word of God is being shared. I don't think it's just like them. And I feel like, I think and another thing, what it is, I feel like they're speaking in such a relatable way and it's such a, like a relevant time. It may feel like, oh, like, you know, what is this? But 
you know, what they're preaching is not going to be the same way, you know, a 60-year-old pastor is going to preach because the times are different. And as lo- that's why I kept saying, like, as long as it's based off the word of God, like the word of God has to be the foundation of it. If it's based off of that, I feel like it may seem different, but the message is still the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I've just seen it being like the word of God being cherry picked into places mm. that serve just that you know, motivation and right. doesn't teach you how to, you know, get into the word. How, but like you do, like, but like you said, we each, each and every one of us, we, you know, we do have that conviction in ourselves to be able to go ahead and do this um, without your pastor being there. Um, I'm just wanting to see a lot more, you know, teachings that like, you know, that, that really help people grow in the yeah. word rather than, you know, just having people yell and you know like you know all the time i i just i just don't see it like i said i I have a friend that you know he would quote the bible and everything and then he would literally cheat on his girl and you would and every time i have a conversation with him he's like well god um made the women and he put the women on earth like and he has like this deep explanation as to why he's doing what he's doing but this but right now the, you just you, the, i mean that's just pure ignorance though right like can we again, judge people like that can we use those people as like the standard that may be, you know what i mean right that may not be the the, the right person who's the standard but the point is i again when you go and you listen to the word of god it's from you know, the, the perspective from a man of God is teaching you, it's supposed to do something to your heart. Again, the Bible says it's like a double-edged sword. It's not because it's not there to help make you feel good about yourself all the time. No. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be there for prophecy, like, right? Make you believe and hope and have faith. But it's also supposed to do something to you where you end up checking yourself. Of so when you, course. You know, you know what I mean? So when you leave, you like check yourself like, wow, you know what? I've not been doing this. this so that's what I'm saying that I think is missing is that that part that makes believers check themselves. That's what I think is missing. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Um, Like the last message that I, I just posted, like I think in the caption I wrote, like, like I felt like I was being called out. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was getting that. I was feeling like it's like, yo, like you got to check yourself because everything that he's saying is like, you know, it, like, I think I wrote it, like, he, he, I feel like he was calling me out. So I get what you're saying, but I still do feel like they are. Uh, maybe the ones that I watch, I, you know, I'm big on Mike Todd, obviously. Um, I'm big on, like, Carl Lenz. Like, there's some some that I watch. I don't know all of them. You know, I'm, I, I don't know all of them, but the ones that I watch, I definitely feel like, yeah, like, they be calling me out. So definitely. I guess it just depends. Um, it just really depends. And, but what I would say, you know, to people in general, like you have to apply yourself because regardless of what happens, like the day you stand before God, it's not going to be like, Oh, well, my pastor It's going to be like, nah, what did you do? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, how did you apply True. yourself? Like what, you know? So, True. uh, True. we have to apply ourselves because sometimes like days when I rush through my Bible study, I'll be feeling, I'll be feeling like, I'm like, really, you're just going to rush through it like that. You're just going to, you know? So it's really on me at the end of the day and it's on each each and every one of us so okay well yeah there you there you have it look we 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 had a conversation freestyle episode how do you think it went i think it went good wow we're 43 minutes in this is a long episode exactly 
So yeah. I think what's the longest episode you ever did? 40, 45, 40? Yeah, about, I really, honestly, I try to keep it between like 20, 20 minutes. Oh. But what? I know like when we be on the phone regularly, like we be on the phone for hours, because I keep it between 20 because really podcast episodes are supposed to be like, oh, on a commute to work. Like, you know, right. um, it's not supposed to be, but hey, whatever. If you made it yeah. this far, congratulations. Definitely. <laughs> Or you can put it on pause and come back and listen to it later. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up. I mean, whatever. We literally could go on, but I'm about to. That's the thing about the freestyle. We can literally go on because, like, while we were talking, I had other things in mind. But I'm like, ah, depending on the feedback, then we'll probably do it like a part two. Okay. That sounds good. Um, So you know what time it is? I think it's where you have to shout out, like, the Instagram. Yes. Oh, see, I'm a second. I feel like this, for you, is pointless because, like, Josh, like, you post nothing, but you be on Instagram every day, every day, every day. Lurking. Just be on there, like, some girls asking me, like, you don't post anything on your Instagram. Like, that's where I get the news from. Sounds ignorant, but I'm like, that's literally, like, Yo, that. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel you. I respect your honesty. So go ahead and share your Instagram. It's still wealthy <laughs> underscore nation one. <laughs> what for the people that don't know? Wealthy underscore nation one. That's what it is. The the point is the reason why I'm saying just go ahead, add me, and then you know the pictures go. Everything will start. It's gonna be a whole. Just trust me. It's about to be a whole change. So we through. have to wait till July is February. Ah, no, you you might see something a little bit early. Just you know, watch the wave or the drip. Is that the drip? Yeah, no. I, I don't. don't I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Ask Aiden. Aiden would definitely. Know. <laughs> Aiden is my eight-year-old son, by the way, guys. In case you don't know, it's the drip of the wave. Is one of them. They call it. All right. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, we're definitely not waiting till July. So if you gonna make it happen, make it happen. Um, we'll make it happen. All right. And in the meantime, you guys can follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to Confessions of a Christian Chick at gmail.com. And we will talk to you guys later. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.